listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up, are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Long. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot it was my turn. <laughs> just put all this in the beginning. <laughs> Welcome to Earth Oddity Podcast. Here to record are myself, John. And my friend, Tiny. Yes. And we're early in the week recording. <laughs> I was just asking, how was your week, John? Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's only been like three days. I know. Uh, my week's been excellent, really. Uh, we went for Hudson's yearly cardiology appointment yesterday. Got a very positive report. Good. He really is not using this pacemaker anymore. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean... Uh, like he has a con or he had a condition called heart block, which would just his heart would just say, Hey, I'm gonna take a little break, not beat for a while. So that's why he has a pacemaker. He's had it since he's nine months old. Mm -hmm. Well, now they said for the last couple of times it's been pacing less than one percent of the time, which is the lowest reading it gets. They said they figure it's probably doing it none. And like so it's like if my brain yeah. Or my work ethic was Hudson's heart. <laughs> of course. Well, you know, it, it does it does good most of the time, sure. but every now and again right. it just needs a, a swift kick in the pants yeah, and so, just go back to working. Exactly. But it's not doing that anymore. <laughs> okay. So like he's healed. You know, all glory to God. Really? I mean, to be honest and serious, that Hudson's heart is no longer a union member. It works full time. So <laughs> and get, <laughs> and gets full benefit. So well, that was positive. That was really great for him. So uh, that's the big news from our week. Of course, we're recording early because we're going to Lake Martin this weekend mm -hmm. for a few days, which we're getting like I would recommend to everyone out there. If you could have a child with like some severe medical issues, it opens up so many doors for you. Like, <laughs> you know, he's got that make a wish thing. Is it which, still coming? Well, he he's refusing to. To make his wish. Oh, no. He wanted to go to Australia. And they're like, well, we can't do that with COVID. And so they call us like once a month, like, what would you guys like to do? And he's like, I don't know yet. He's waiting them out. You know? <laughs> he's waiting for everything. Yeah. For, he's waiting for Australia to open up exactly. again. <laughs> and he knows you can't take a wish back from a sick kid, which us <laughs> is not really sick, which is a weird thing about it. I was it. just going to say, don't let the Make a Wish Foundation <laughs> talk to his doctor. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I mean, on the grand scale, Hudson is he has he has some very serious and um, rare heart you know congenital mm -hmm. heart defects. But if you looked at him, you yeah. wouldn't you know like he doesn't have like you know oxygen on and it's right. He got all his hair and all the things that you normally all the, see. All the telltale signs of <laughs> yeah. a sick kid. Yeah, he doesn't have he any don't of have that. that. But so, anyways, because of uh, his cardiology condition they have a uh, camp every summer down on lake martin for kids uh that have pacemakers or uh defibrillators installed in their heart uh and they ha aren't having it this year so they were like well hey y'all can just come down if you can come these days and stay in the cabin by yourself and have access to everything we have down here, which is like putt-putt golf and cool. swimming pools and kayaks and canoes and all that. And I'm sure it'll rain the whole time, but we get to go down there for free, basically. So mm -hmm. um, once again, if you can have a kid that has some severe medical problems, this is pretty awesome. <laughs> well, cool. now I will say this. I'm just, I'm biding my time. Yeah. 
for them to rule morbidly obese people to be disabled. <laughs> so maybe then I can get like super fun putt putt camp. Sure. Give me a make a wish. What would your make a wish be, Tony? <laughs> uh, chili cheese fries. Okay. <laughs> I'm kidding. I would go Playboy Mansion, but that's, you know, different strokes for different folks. No pun intended. But there we go. Um, so, anyways, I guess we, uh, I don't know. How, anything exciting happening in your week? No, so we can, far we can in move your three on to the, days. We can move on to the news. Okay, I guess we need to talk about the news. Also, I'm take. We're both taking Sunday off. Yeah, there so. you go. <laughs> yeah, we'll get back on schedule. Yes. Yeah, because I'm gonna be gone through Sunday, and uh, and I, who knows after that? I don't know. The Lord may give Hudson some other trip to take that we have to go on <laughs> that we're forced to go on. So. Right. And who knows. I don't have any other plans this summer, though, so can't get a room on the Gulf at all. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, you can if you want to pay out the wazoo, mm-hmm. but we were like, I don't love the beach that much. So we're we used to go going. stay in uh, Mr. Stan's condo. Mr. Stan has a condo? Oh, yeah. How have I never known about that? I, I guess you're not as close as we are. He's my deacon buddy. Like we're always on the same side of issues together. Well, wow. now maybe he hasn't brought, which they've had it for a while because we've taken several trips there. Wow. Uh, for a fee. I mean, sure, it, yeah, it's yeah. not free. Oh yeah, I wouldn't but it's it affordable. It's yeah. also it's not on the water, but it's like right across. Oh no, there's, he's there's, out. <laughs> I don't even want to hear about it. No, I only stay on the water, the beach. You know, toting like six kids stuff across the boulevard and all that to get over to the beach too much. Can't do it. I can't do it. I That's will, what the minivan's for. No, no. I will fight somebody over that. I will, uh-uh. No. Well, anyway. The, anyway. Uh, last year we were supposed to go, or maybe it was two years ago. I don't remember. When, when did that hurricane blow through? Remember that? Uh, well, I mean, we've had so many. It got Mr. Stan's condo. Katrina? No, 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 okay. no, no. Not that far back. I, I I want to say it was last year. I don't think okay. it was a hurricane. I think it was a tropical storm. Yeah. All right. But remember that it flooded Gulf Shores yeah. and there was all kinds of damage. It got their condo. We were actually supposed uh-huh. to be there that weekend. And it's, yeah. it's actually kind of a funny story. Okay. Me and Tara, since we've been married, since we've had kids, not since we've been married, since we've had kids, we have never taken a vacation, just the family. Okay. We've always gone with my in-laws. Sure. Cannot go just the family. <laughs> And I asked Tara, I was like, look, I love your parents, but can we take a vacation just the four of us? Sure. Just one time, just try it out. Yeah. See if we like it. Yeah, it'd be fun. It was it was a battle, but she relented yeah. and said, okay, we can take a trip, just the four of us. Nice. And and Mimi's not going to come on this trip. <laughs> that trip. Tropical Storm Tropical came. Storm blew through and tore up Mr. Stan's. Condo. <laughs> the Lord doesn't want and you so to. So I have. was like, okay, well, I guess the I guess the Lord's answer to me was no, you cannot take <laughs> a vacation, right. just the four of you. Yeah. Absolutely not. But I will say there's advantages to taking your in-laws, or like my parents have been on vacation with us plenty mm-hmm. of times, especially to the beach. Well, really only the beach, because then they can watch the kids while you relax. Well, I mean, it's just extra hands for the kids. That sounds great, sure. but that's never how it works Oh, for real? Out. Yes. No, they're always like, well, why don't you and Deidre go out to eat? And then we'll we'll stay in with the kids and cook hot dogs and stuff. Well, we, yeah, we, there's usually one night we, we get to go out and eat, okay. but we come back and it's all of us again. <laughs> you got you got to like give the kids baths and everything. It's not like I went and dropped $500 on a hotel room for like an hour. <laughs> oh, I would have. <laughs> 
You're missing. I out. don't have. I don't have uh, that John Long money. Look, a tiny right here will talk about being poor. When I knocked on his door, he was setting his robot vacuum to work. Okay, I don't have a robot vacuum. Well, that's because you don't buy used stuff. That robot vacuum came from once again. Facebook Marketplace. <laughs> now, granted, I do have a maid <laughs> you know, or a house cleaner, but, but you have a robot vacuum. Yeah. I have one for my office. It's really not a vacuum. It's like a, it's, it's basically like a Swiffer robot. So, okay. Yeah. I so, use it in so, my office. So, Only in my office. So, though. yes, I'm I'm super rich because sure. I have a robot vacuum. Yeah. Yeah. John has a maid <laughs> and a robot vacuum for his office that he don't have a maid for. It's not a vacuum. <laughs> when are you going to get a maid for your office, John? Well, uh, we have not a maid. <laughs> uh, there's a gentleman, Mr. Oscar, who is one of the greatest humans to ever live. Super funny, awesome. He, like, takes out everybody's trash, but I refuse to let him take out my trash because, well, number one, I'm a grown man. I can take out my mm-hmm. own trash. But also, I feel like, you know, he's he's put in his time. He's done enough. He don't need to be taking out my trash. <laughs> yeah. But he's in his 80s, and he's, he's an awesome dude. He'll mow our grass. Literally will take him forever. Like, <laughs> I'm like, will uh, will the lawnmower come out of first gear? You know, like I'll sit and watch you out my window. Takes him all day. But he's an awesome guy yeah. and uh, super funny. One of the funniest people around. I like him a lot. But I won't let him take out my trash. So, <laughs> so technically, we don't have a maid. Okay. Uh, he's more of a butler. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> he is. Uh, he's an awesome dude. But uh, I keep my. I try to keep my office clean. You know, mm-hmm. I dust everything myself about once a week. And I run the sweeper across the floor about once a week. Just a regular blue collar guy. Yeah, I'm just like everybody else, Tony. (laughs) I'm just like everybody else. Don't let my housekeeper fool you. I don't really want to get into the fact that I'm going to eat breakfast at uh, Indian Hills Country Club tomorrow morning. I don't. I don't want to talk about that or anything. I I just. I you know. uh, But I got plans in the morning, so we can't stay up all night doing a podcast. Just just a regular guy. Just just like everybody else, you know. I'm just like everybody else. I put my I put my expensive dress pants on one leg at a time. There we go. Well, how about news this week? Well, I have a Jeff Bezos story. Nice. Is it Bezos or Bezos? I have always heard Bezos. Okay. For most people. See, I... I, But no, I'm a commoner, John, so I may be speaking the common tongue (laughs) when I call him Bezos. Well, I've always said Bezos because I think you might be the only person I've ever heard say his name out loud. Okay. I just read about him on the internet. Uh Anyway, the only so, person besides you I've ever heard him called Bezos was you and Alex Jones. Okay, but Alex Jones has been right about a lot of stuff. So. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I'm glad to know that I, me and Alex are on the right side of history on this one. So I got a Bezos story, a Florida story, and an Olympic story. Okay, so there we go. I have a Hong Kong anti-drug campaign. Okay, I have a corrections officer story. Okay. And I was going to start with this one because we, it's a running theme on this show. We like to talk about uh, death, primarily what happens after death. Yeah. We've talked about cremation. We've talked about running cremains through a coin star. That's right. (laughs) Yes. We've talked about all kinds of stuff. And this story here, Oregon is now the third state in the U.S. to legalize human composting. 
Sounds reasonable. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it, green, right? Reduce, reuse, recycle. There we go. Yeah. Oregon is one step closer to allowing people to turn their bodies into soil after they die. Governor Kate Brown signed House Bill 2574 Tuesday, which was yesterday as of this recording. Yeah. The bill will legalize what's known as natural organic reduction, or what some refer to as human composting. It also clarifies rules surrounding alkaline hydrolysis, also known as aqua cremation. The law goes into effect July 1st, 2022. Quick side note, there's actually a place in Birmingham that has started offering aqua cremation. Oh, yeah? Here recently, yeah. I read a story about it just last week, I think. Huh. Representative Pam Marsh from District 5 in Southern Jackson County, who co-sponsored the bill with Representative Brian Clem, said she was excited to hear the news about the bill passed Excited to hear the, the news that the bill passed the Senate on June 8th. She said she initially decided to sponsor the bill because constituents in her area are interested in alternative after-death options. Sure. My colleagues could see, as well as in addition to providing families with a choice, it is also a business opportunity. Oh, of course. Elizabeth. Capitalism wins again, by the way. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Not going to get this in your socialist utopia. <laughs> uh no, They're more of there. a ma- it's more of a mass grave type of thing. <laughs> yeah. just, we're basing off of history. Yeah, yeah. It's more yeah. <laughs> very efficient though. Yeah. Extremely efficient. <laughs> Extremely can't argue with that. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, we're going to hell. <laughs> well, it's not like we're the ones who who put no, them. Oh yeah, those right. Graves. We're just laughing about it in a in an office in in uh, North Fort Alabama. Yeah. yeah. Elizabeth Furrier, owner of Cornerstone Funeral Services in Boring, Oregon, and that's the name of the town. Sure. (laughs) Not the state that the state is in. No. The author of the Green Burial Guidebook has already found a business opportunity in natural organic reduction. Her funeral service, which specializes in green and eco-friendly after-death services, has given clients the option of natural organic reduction since it was legalized in Washington last year in 2020. She takes the bodies to Herland Forest in, how do you say that? Waukekas, Washington? Yeah. It's a natural burial cemetery about 100 miles east of Portland that offers natural organic reduction. In 2020, she witnessed her first natural organic reduction and said it was an eye-opening experience. We laid this person into the cradle. We, I'm assuming that's some uh, funeral home terminology there. Sure. We went ahead and took care of the process as I rode home that day down the beautiful river to cross the river and get over to Oregon. I thought that it was pretty special, she said. She said seeing the process for herself also made her more comfortable in talking to her clients about the option. That's been a really neat thing to see. People get excited about it and say, you mean I can take that soil home and I can go ahead and go out to Vern's garden in the backyard and I can make all his plants and his shrubs more gloriously gorgeous with his with this juicy goodness. Huh. And the answer is yes, she said. Juicy goodness. <laughs> I mean, what a way to yeah. explain human potting soil. <laughs> Plants love it. Sure. Yeah, of course they do. <laughs> As natural organic reduction becomes a reality in Oregon, Fer- Fernier is excited to see what's to come and to share her knowledge with other funeral directors throughout the state. 
Supporters also say that uh, this could bring new businesses into the state. Recompose, one of the pioneering human composting companies in Washington, said it plans to open a location in Oregon within the next few years. The company has advocated for the bill, and it's made its way through legislation. Recompose in Oregon has a cremation rate of 74.3%. Wow. That's a that's lot high. of cremations. Yeah. yeah, that's all three quarters of your deaths every year. Extremely popular, yeah. Burned up. Yeah. Uh, Wish that, they care more about the environment. <laughs> I guess that's why they're doing this. Maybe. You know, you would think the, yeah. they would they'd be a little better on all that. But yeah. Uh, the option of natural organic reduction would help the state lower the number of fossil fuels and CO2 emissions that enter the atmosphere as a result of cremation. So that's a very timely comment you had there. The company said that natural organic reduction uses one-eighth the energy of cremation. The company also said that more than 700 Oregonians have signed up for its email newsletter indicated that there's interest for human composting in the state. She says that Marsh said she knows planning one's funeral or making after-death plans for a loved one is a difficult task, but weighing the options and making a decision can bring about peace of mind. So the article goes on, but uh, I think we pretty much hit the highlights there. Yeah. Uh, what, what do we got? Of course, there's, there's regular burial. Yeah. Which is what you're a fan of. Yeah. All the chemicals me from out of hide, all that sure, stuff. Sure, yeah. No reason to slack off on all that. We got cremation. Yeah. We have aqua cremation. Sure. Which is dissolving the body using uh, uh, chemicals. Yeah. We have green burial. We have open air cremation. Yeah. My favorite. Sure. <laughs> yes. And now we have, oh, we got diamonds. Oh, that's we right. Yeah, we have talked about diamonds. turning people into diamonds. Uh, have we talked about the tree thing where you 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 become a tree? You know, oh, like I didn't even know that. Is that you, different than this? They put you as like uh, as part of the root ball of a sapling and okay. plant you out, and then I guess as you decompose, mm-hmm. you turn into a. I mean, theoretically, turn into a tree. Sounds like um, like this, but with another step. Yeah, yeah. I was, this is how you get haunted forests. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like that one forest in Japan. Yes. What's exactly. The the Logan Paul Memorial Forest. <laughs> yes. <laughs> how odd is it that I knew that reference, <laughs> yeah, by the way? No. You know? <laughs> YouTube. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, Shout out to Logan people. Paul for going a, a full match. With sure. Floyd, Floyd, yeah, they hugged a lot from what I read. <laughs> it wasn't like a true boxing match. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. feel like if I fought Floyd Mayweather, we would. I would probably hug him a lot, Oh, too. yeah, yeah. And Logan, I didn't watch it because <laughs> <laughs> I may be rich, but I ain't rich enough <laughs> to throw money away on that. Uh, but I, the highlights I saw, I mean, he held his own when they were actually boxing. Of and course, Floyd yes. Mayweather's one of the greatest boxers of all time. Right. And, now, and it's he, amazing that he wasn't knocked out. Yeah, right. And like a YouTuber can just <laughs> actually, you know, yeah. get in the ring with him and not die. So, mm-hmm. you know, props to Logan Paul. He's made a big comeback, I guess, <laughs> Yeah, to get into boxing. Weird, weird career path he's taken, but... I think he's raking in the money because people oh, yeah. are dumb enough to buy all that. Absolutely. Props to him. What you ain't gonna get that with socialism. <laughs> oh, there you go. Take that. All Logan Paul fans, you can thank capitalism. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> the crazy thing, and this is how I know about Logan Paul and the Japanese forest, is Thomas wanted when you know, this is what, 
five years ago. We talked about ago? it on this show. Did we? Yeah, oh, okay. It was in now. We're talking like single digit yeah. episodes. This was back yeah, in 2018. Yeah. Thomas wanted a Logan Paul sweatshirt. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then he wanted got canceled. One. And we bought him one. It was like 60 bucks. Uh, and this is bef- not Rich John. You know? <laughs> this is before you were yeah. wealthy. Bought it. He wore it once, and then all that stuff broke out, and he got canceled. And then I was like, I can't wear it anymore. Oh, no. So I just took it to Goodwill, and I was like, some poor kid will be wearing it around. Has no idea what it is. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, there we go. And you know, if he uh, if he hadn't outgrown it, like like if Hudson was an adult, yeah, he could wear he could it now. It, he could break it back out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no. And Livy asked for uh, some like merch from some YouTuber or whatever for her birthday, which is in September, by the way. She's already got a birthday list together. <laughs> and I reminded her of the Thomas thing. And I was like, I'm not going to buy you any YouTube merch. You know, we've, we've, we've lost the battle on that one. Before. We canceled too many people in this yes, day and age exactly. to risk getting somebody's yeah. merch. Yeah, I don't care about Tommy in it or whoever she watches. And I was like, <laughs> so we're not getting you any of that. Um, Well, let's go from Florida to Oregon. Okay. A, this is an NPR article, so I'm sure it's excessively wordy and probably longer than it needs to be. But it's the only place I found it. A small Florida town accidentally sold its water tower for $55,000. Mm, that That is a lot of money to somebody like me. Yeah. But for an entire water tower? I know. You want to talk about some meth heads rolling up to the scrapyard with that water tower now? Yeah. I mean, well, see, my diabolical plan was just to sell everybody their water. Okay. There we go. The libertarian and tiny's coming out. There we go. Uh, when business owner Bobby Reed approached the Brooksville City Council about purchasing a municipal building at the base of a small city water tower, he didn't expect the water tower to come with it. Reed discovered the mistake after the property had been sold to him for $55,000, which is like a new truck. You know, he got a whole water tower (laughs) for a new truck. The certified personal trainer intended to turn the building, which uh, various city departments use for storage, into a personal training studio named Downtown Athletics. Not very original uh, of a name. I could have came up with something way better than that. The water, water pump, you know? <laughs> <Yes>. uh, <laughs> but when he went to the county property appraiser's office to get an address for his new business, the county told him he had received much more than the building, several thousand gallons more. I immediately went through the necessary steps to deed the water tower back to the city of Brooksville, Reed said in an email to NPR. What an idiot. I was about to say, I would cut that, that valve. <laughs> I would be like, I'm going to need a million dollar ransom <laughs> exactly. to turn this back on. <laughs> I, would, I would let it go for a hundred thousand. You know, you double your money and you get yeah. out of there pretty good. Yeah. Well, you you ask for a million, sure, and then they counter with five hundred thousand. You're like, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, you got a good point. <laughs> you get uh, you get the water for 2021. <laughs> we'll renegotiate come January. He went on to say the city's intention was to sell me a split section of the parcel with a small garage. The surprise purchase boiled down to a mix-up over legal descri- over the legal description of the property. Uh, Mark Cutney, not to be confused with delicious chutney, uh, 
the Brooksville city manager says the building Reed wanted to buy was never split off from the parent property where the water tower is based, even though city leaders were aware it was supposed to be. City code allows the properties to be split one time from their parent parcel, Cutney said. So long story short, um, well, Cutney said, if there's any error, it was on my part. Way to take personal responsibility. I should have looked more closely because that's where we dropped the ball. Uh, Bottom line, dude got a whole water tower for $55,000. How generous of him just to give it back. No, better be glad it wasn't me. (laughs) You can have this water tower back, but it's going to cost you. Also, my lawn is getting watered all summer long. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Oh, man. Well, Florida does it again. I mean, like the whole state, (laughs) just a while. It's the wild, wild west of the southeast. You know, I know. If If I didn't have family in. Alabama. Yeah. I, I could see myself living in Florida. I think that'd be a great place to go. I would definitely, the panhandle, mm-hmm. I don't know that I'd get on over on the other down in central Florida or anything. Man, the Redneck Riviera. <laughs> yes. That's where I'd be. Right. Kenny Stabler land. Kenny Stabler <laughs> land, basically. Yeah. Yeah. I could dig that. All right. Well, my next story here is jail video shows corrections officer opening cell door so that a gang member could beat an inmate. Okay. Sounds reasonable. <laughs> That's why you should uh, not get on the bad side of the guards. Yeah. Right? And I mean, let's take it a step further. Let's just not go to jail. Right. Yeah. You don't want to go to jail, yeah. but if you do find yourself in jail, oh, yeah. you will be walking a tightrope sure. for the duration of your sentence. Cause you don't want to get in bad with the, with the gang members, <laughs> but I've been told that you kind of have to join a gang right. if you're in there. Right. So, but you don't want to get on the bad side of the guards either. It's just, it's a nightmare. I mean, I, I don't remember who I heard say this one time, but I heard someone say that what makes jail prison such a bad place to go is not so much the facility itself, but it's who you're in there with. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yes. No. It's like summer camp, basically. Right. <laughs> it's like planet Earth. We <laughs> create right. our own purgatory. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, a correction officer at the St. Louis Justice Center appears to watch an inmate attack another inmate, a video from inside the jail shows. The video shows Officer Demara Thomas talking with two inmates at her podium on floor on four Bravo floor on March 22nd. This floor is used for inmates who have mental health issues. According to Fox Two. both of the inmates can be seen walking away from the desk and towards the door of a cell. According to a St. Louis police report and captured in the video, Thomas can be seen and heard pressing a button that controls the cell doors. Oh. She then watches as the inmates cell door opens. And one of the men that she had spoken to walks into the cell. The inmate, who police say is a gang member, begins attacking the other inmate in the cell. Another camera from inside the cell shows the gang member beating the other man, then slamming him against the wall multiple times. The second inmate who spoke with Thomas at her podium stood outside of the cell. Thomas and the inmate appeared to be watching as the assault took place. Another inmate on the floor above heard the beating and started running towards the stairs on the first level, and Thomas can be heard in the video yelling at him. I'm assuming telling him to go back. Yeah, right. Mind your business. Yeah. <laughs> Don't run down here. Stay where you're at. Stay where you're at, she said. A second inmate on another set of stairs tried to check out what was happening, but Thomas warns him to stay in his place as well. 
after over 30 seconds, which in in beatdown yeah, time, that's, that's a, a long, long time. time. Right. I mean, to put this in perspective, when it comes to bull riding, you've only got to ride the bull for eight seconds. Sure, right. So <laughs> Thomas walks to the beaten inmate cells. Thomas walks to the beaten inmate cell to stop the gang member and then a second attacker who had joined in. Come on out, come on out of there, Thomas said to the two attackers while holding the door of the cell open. The two inmates leave the cell, and Thomas then shuts the door behind them before walking back to her podium. She is charged with third-degree assault. Oh, Thomas is charged with third-degree assault. The unimaginable unimaginable happened at the City Justice Center with the assistance of a government employee. My client was beaten relentlessly until unconscious, and as he lay there helpless, he was refused emergency medical care for days. It's time for the city of St. Louis to step up, take responsibility, and be accountable, Mark Pedroli, the victim's attorney, told Fox 2. The hmm. police report claims that Thomas did not allow the, the beaten inmate to seek medical treatment of his injuries. Another guard, guard noticed visible bruises and cuts two days later, and it was discovered that the man's jaw had been broken, according to the report. Thomas was officially removed from her duties as of April 5th, 2021. After the investigation into her conduct as a corrections officer, St. Louis Mayor Trishara Jones said in a statement to Fox 2, Ms. Thomas's actions, while they may subject her to disciplinary action with the Department of Corrections, we're not criminal. Terrence Nyhoff, Thomas's attorney, said to KTBI. Hmm. Newsweek has reached out for comment to the St. Louis Justice Center but they have not heard back. So, wow. Uh, I basically just read this uh, article. Just, I want to point out to everybody, we've got a corrections officer opening up the cell door. We've got two video cameras on this one dude's cell. Yeah. But we have zero <laughs> video of Jeffrey Epstein. Sure. And two guards were asleep. Do we want to talk about the mysterious death of Christopher Sign? Dude, I'm I'm glad you brought that up. Maybe we need to leave that for the Patreon. Okay, that'll All be right. that'll be perfect to okay. talk about. Yeah. Because I will say this. I haven't done a whole lot of research beyond reading some Facebook posts sure. this week. Yeah. But it's interesting enough I'd like to look yeah. more into it. No, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, okay. All right, good. <laughs> Well, let's talk about somebody else who has ran afoul of the authorities. Okay. Olympic runner banned after a positive steroid test. It happens. Um, Shelby Houlihan. What a name. Houlihan. <laughs> Houlihan. That's a, a MASH. You ever watch MASH? Mm-hmm. Hot Lips Houlihan. <laughs> if they don't That's call right. her Hot Lips, people are missing out. Uh, Shelby Houlihan, the American record holder in the 1,500 and 5,000 meters, posted on social media that she had been banned for four years following a positive test. You want to guess what the test was for or why why she says she failed the test? Uh, I'm going to say that the test was uh, inaccurate. She concluded it was from a tainted pork burrito. <laughs> now, I want to say Taco Bell Me would never. <laughs> yes. They would never jeopardize an Olympian. Yeah. Uh, Houlihan's announcement on her Instagram account Monday arrives days before the start of the Olympic track and field trials in Eugene, Oregon, where the top, top three in each event earns a spot 
in the po- postponed Tokyo Games. She finished 11th in 2016 uh, at Rio de Janeiro Olympics in the 5,000 meters. The 28-year-old Houlihan said she received an email from the AIU Athletics Integrity Unit on January January 14th notifying her that the drug test sample, sample I can't read, returned a finding uh, for the anabolic steroid. I just, I'm falling apart over here. I'm <laughs> okay. just melting down. I don't know what it is. I haven't taken any, uh, maybe I ate a tainted pork burrito. Epistol, <laughs> but take a deep breath. <laughs> she had the anabolic steroid nandrolone. I'm not familiar with that. Been a long time since I was on steroids. <laughs> People, when they look at me, they're like, that guy's on steroids. The you know? <laughs> only time I took steroids was when they were prescribed. Yeah, me too. By my doctor when me I was too. trying to kick the flu or something. You know, I don't like needles anyways. <laughs> so there was a brief period of time where there were a group of, uh, I would say friends, not my closest friends. Uh, they went through a big steroid phase. Okay. But I was like, y'all got to y'all gotta take shots. And they're like, yeah. I was like, I'm out. No, <laughs> I'm out. No, I'll just be skinny. You know, like, no, I'm not worried about the muscles and stuff. I was fine. <laughs> Uh, like, I got personality. I don't have to have big muscles to get a girl. But, yeah. yeah, a lot of them did. It was funny. And then they'd be like, oh, you smoke weed? I'm like, yeah, man, but I'm not shooting, like, stuff <laughs> in my hip and going and lift weights, you know? I'm, like, listening to The Grateful Dead and uh, watching my Black Light poster. So, anyways, um, <clears throat> she said since she's learned it has long been understood by the World Anti-Doping Agency that eating pork can lead to a false positive for nandrolone since certain types of pigs produce it naturally in high amounts, pig organ meat has the highest levels of nandrolone, she said. Okay, so I was on the right track. She yeah. is claiming that the test was mistaken. Sure. False positive. Houlihan made a list of all the foods she ate leading up to the Dece- to a December 15th test that produced the adverse analytical finding for the steroid. We concluded that the most likely explanation was a burrito purchased and consumed approximately 10 hours before the drug test from an authentic Mexican food truck that serves pig offal, which offal is like uh, pig meat. Okay. No, O F F A L. I'm pretty sure I'm pronouncing huh. it right. Uh, it's been a long time since I was in 4 H and F F A and all that. They couldn't come uh, up with a better name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but she got it near next to her home in Beaverton, o- Oregon. Uh, said she notified the AIU that I believed that was the source. So I guess she's appealing on the basis of eating a burrito. Well, okay. <laughs> Sounds like a flimsy excuse to me. To what do they do if do they just give her another test? I guess, but I don't. And like, what happens when that one comes back positive? Why well, I ate a burrito again? I, I, love, I love burritos, y'all. <laughs> Can't stop it. This little Mexican food truck has the best ones. Yeah, I don't know. I also I wondered like uh, I don't know how long steroids stay in your system. Yeah. I have no idea. I can tell you a lot of other recreational <laughs> drugs. I have no idea about steroids. So uh, someone who's uh, you know into all that could let us mm-hmm. know. Like if it gets out of your system in a few weeks or whatever, then yeah, why not say I was I scarfed down some burritos and that's why I failed. Let me test again. I do know that if uh, if they take your hair. In your fingernail clippings, that yeah. go, that goes back. Well, now oh, as, yeah. as far as marijuana goes, sure, that goes back several months, yeah. right? No, yeah, you're right, yeah. and that's why Brittany shaved her head. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> well, 
Allegedly, okay. There was going. They were going to get like drug tester. It was all with the whole hurricane. Oh, hurricane fed were having a custody battle. And, you remember she went and shaved her head. Oh, and everybody yeah. was like, Absolutely. "She's going crazy. Yeah. Why is she doing this?" Yeah. Well, it was widely believed that the court was going to order a uh, a drug test. I never. She did it. You know, like everybody made fun of Brittany when she went nuts. I never did that because I was like, I would go nuts too. Like people <laughs> following me around all the time yeah. and taking my picture. Like, how could you not just go crazy and like beat up your car with an umbrella and all that? You mm-hmm. know, I, I just I, I was like, man, Brittany's cool. Of course. Always had a little crush on Brittany, to be honest with y'all. So any celebrity that'll walk barefoot into a public restroom. Sure. She's a good old Louisiana girl. I was about you know? To say, yeah. like, she's just like every girl we went to high school she was with. Trailer trash that hit it big. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and I find that insanely attractive. You know? I don't know. Because I li- can't be the only one. John likes his women a little on the trash. Just side. a little bit. Yeah, you just know? a little. Yeah. Yeah, you want when they wear their boots too high and their hair is dyed. That's right. You know who sang that song? I have no idea. Confederate Railroad. Okay, I'm sure they are canceled <laughs> big time. You know, <laughs> big time. <laughs> yes, I saw them play at Rhythm and Brews one night. All right, and you better believe they they wore out women on the trash <laughs> side. I mean, they blew the roof off of the place. Yeah. And uh, you talk about some, there was a lot of trashy uh, women in the audience. You talk about holding up, like, holding up their cigarettes and beers and screaming during yes. it. You're, I was just like, this is amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there you go. Um, oh mercy. Uh, anyways, I feel bad for this lady, but like I know the World Anti Doping a- Agency, they don't play around. Like if mm-hmm. you fail, I don't think there's much you can do to get out of it. So, right. Even if you're like, well, I ate a burrito. I'm sure they hear those excuses all the time. Oh, yes. You know, they're like, well, that's too bad. It's like, you're responsible. Se- it's every- not like it's Major League Baseball where they just kind of let a lot of stuff slide, you know? I would like to see the ratio of, you know, drugs that, that cops find. Yeah. How many people cop to it and how many people say, that's not mine? <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Well, how did that get in here? Yeah. You know? I didn't know I had that crack rock in my pocket. Wow. I borrowed these jeans from a friend. <laughs> the wind blew it in my purse. <laughs> exactly. We had a story like that. Yeah. I don't know how it got up my yeah. butt. Yeah, right. I mean, it happens, right? We all sit on an eight ball of cocaine every once in a while without our pants on. It's happened to the best of us. All right, John. Well, all this, tr- all this talk about about substances, uh, we're going to pretend for a minute that I am chief of police okay. in Hong Kong. All right. I mean, I'm in charge of their, uh, I'm trying to say their uh, PR department. Yeah. yeah. And I have chosen you, okay. John Long. Uh, you are the perfect person to come up with a slogan for oh. this new anti-drug campaign that we're going to start pushing in Hong Kong. Okay. Let me hear spit. Let me hear some ideas. Let's I brainstorm. Mean, just say no, really. Okay, it's a great one. Well, let's do the dare thing. The whole dare that works so well <laughs> yeah. for me. Bob you know? Dole, he tried. Just don't do it. Remember That's that? Right. Yeah, <laughs> just don't do it. Um, yeah, you know, um, uh, I think those are all pretty good ones. Uh, stay away. You know, stay away. Stay away is a good one. So. Okay. Uh, you want something that's catchy for sure. Yeah. Well, I hate to tell you this, John, but we're actually going to fire you. Okay. Because I don't like any of those. All right. This other guy walked in my office and he has the perfect slogan. Okay. What's that? YOLO. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we're trying to get kids to do drugs, right? I misunderstood. <laughs> you okay. would think that. Yeah. 
You Only Live Once is the latest Hong Kong police anti-drug campaign. It prompts confusion. Sure. (laughs) You Only Live Once has become Hong Kong police force's latest attempt to get youngsters not to take drugs. I mean, to put put emphasis on not there. I don't believe that. (laughs) As part of their anti-drug month campaign, the force sent a virtual reality promotional truck around the city so Hong Kongers can experience the harmful hallucinations of drug abuse. Okay. If you want to find out what ketamine, cannabis, ice, or cocaine smells like, you should come visit the truck, the police website read. Look. John's extremely curious what cocaine smells like. (laughs) See what cocaine smells like. Can be fun up to a point, right? <laughs> like, that's that's not too bad. Says, however, netizens were quick to point out the irony of the police message, as according to the Cambridge Dictionary, YOLO means you should do things that are enjoyable or exciting, even if they are silly or slightly dangerous. Well, there you go. That sounds like <laughs> cocaine and ketamine. You know, don't want to mix those two together. But yeah. The phrase popular among youngsters on social media is a call to live life to the fullest and seize the day. Sure. They are indirectly encouraging people to take drugs, a netizen commented on LIHKG, a popular online forum in Hong Kong. Uh, Can they not screw up for once? Question mark. Another comment read. (laughs) The police also used famous footballer... Cristino Ronaldo. That's Cristiano. I don't follow <laughs> soccer, and it's not football. It's soccer, right? Sure. But he is like the richest, most popular athlete in the world. Never heard of him until now. Dude, he is so handsome. <laughs> I'm not even lying. He is beautiful. Do you he think, is a beautiful man. Do you think he knows what cocaine smells like? Oh, I guarantee you. <laughs> I guarantee he does. Anyway, he was part of the campaign that said that the footballer was also really angry when he saw drugs, and he would like to remind people to reject illegal substances. Sure. The post came after Ronaldo. Is that how you say it? Ronaldo. Ronaldo told journalists to drink water and placing two bottles of Coca-Cola out of sight in a press conference for Portugal's Euro 2020 opening game. Okay. Uh, So you can't even drink a Coke in his presence. On Monday, police said that they had seized over... $50 $50 million worth of cannabis, ketamine, cocaine, heroin, and ice. Which, which What's ice over there? Um, I, You know, I don't know. I always thought ice was like a, a like a meth of okay. some sort. Yeah. I'm not, I don't know. I'm I not know. familiar. Yeah. yeah. I, I was into more rich drugs. I'm like super yeah. square, so I don't know. Hold on. Time out, Tiny. I'm showing you a picture of Ronaldo, and tell me you wouldn't kiss him. I wouldn't kiss him. Oh, you're lying. Tiny's <laughs> lying. Uh, Do you want to know what his net worth is? What? Oh, hold on. Let me look it up. $500 million. Okay, maybe one kiss. Yeah, right. I'll say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's a good-looking dude. Oh, you got to get him with a shirtless picture. Look at here. Oh, yeah. Tell me. Look at that, Tiny. I've noticed you've got a, a thing for Latinx folks. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I like... Latinos, not Latinos. All right. 
I love my Latin men. Nothing wrong with that, right? Have you asked, <laughs> you were talking about getting kicked out of the whole church if somebody just were to clip this one part. Have you yeah. asked Deidre about getting one? <laughs> I, I wanted a yard boy, you know, like a, a yard guy to work in the yard. But we went with a housekeeper. It's weird. I don't understand. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> Uh, they also made 184 arrests in okay. an effort to tackle illegal drugs ahead of summer. Well, there we go. So, 184 doesn't seem like a lot. That's like the, a weekend in Tuscaloosa. The war on drugs, alive yeah. and well in Hong Kong. That's right. <laughs> well, you only live once. And yeah. keeping that in mind, there is an online petition, Tiny. Okay. Earth. I love I love my online petitions. <laughs> of course, I never sign petitions for anything <laughs> ever. Okay, it's just a life rule I have. I don't want my name down on some list that somebody can come back later on and be like, "All right, we're taking all these people out." Where's John Long? <laughs> you know, a petition is urging Jeff Bezos Bezos to buy and eat the Mona Lisa. <laughs> he should totally do it. <laughs> <laughs> now, the Mona Lisa is owned by the French government, if you didn't know. It's in is the it Louvre even for sales? No, of course not. <laughs> A petition urging Jeff Bezos to buy Leonardo da Vinci's Mona Lisa. Now, Leonardo da Vinci, Tiny, is a he was a painter, not a Ninja Turtle, just so you know. Uh, uh, correction, he was both. <laughs> okay. <laughs> He's a, a turtle painter. Okay. Uh, he was a painter, but he was also, uh, there was also a Ninja Turtle named after him. Sure. A petition urging billionaire Jeff Bezos. I'm going to say Bezos for the whole Okay. Article, all right. I, I hope you, it triggers somebody. You're probably right. You and Alex Jones, you are correct. <laughs> To buy Leonardo da Vinci's Mona Lisa and eat it has gotten hundreds of signatures. Nobody has eaten the Mona Lisa, and we feel Jeff Bezos needs to take a stand and make this happen. The joke <laughs> petition went up a year ago on change.org, and it gained hundreds of signers on Thursday. Gobble de Lisa, one signer wrote. <laughs> While another joke, I feel like this is something society needs. Jeff, we need you to make this sacrifice for society. The Mona Lisa is owned by the French government and is on display in the Louvre, Louvre uh, Museum in Paris. Bezos, who is the richest man in the world and became the first man to top $200 billion in net worth this year, seems to have no immediate plans to ingest the art, but is planning an 11-minute trip to space on his company's Blue Origin first crew flight scheduled for July 20th. Which, by the way, why are all the rich people trying to go to space? Like, what are, what? That's alarming a little bit, you know? <laughs> right. Like, they're all trying to get off the planet. All the richest people in the world are trying to get off the planet. It's because of climate change, John. Well, I mean, <laughs> I'm just letting them know I'm not, I'm on to them on right. this, okay? Do you not have a seat? Uh, I no. just assumed a man of your means would, would have a ticket. The highest bidder to join him on the flight is $2.8 million, bid $2.8 million. So uh, over the years, the idea of selling the Mona Lisa to dig France out of debt has popped up occasionally, uh, including French tech CEO Stephen Distigan, who said last year the government could sell it for $450 million, Oh, I'm sorry, for $50 billion, the article jumped like an ad loaded. Hmm. Yeah, for $50 billion, uh, francs, which is about $60.9 billion, to help the country through the pandemic. An expert on uh, artnet.com, that sounds legit, 
However, <laughs> in an op-ed last year, uh, rebutted his claim saying that it's uh, hugely overestimating, overestimating the painting's value if it were to go up for auction, noting that other Da Vinci pieces have sold more comfortably in the hundreds of millions. Uh, so there we go. Hmm. Either way, I think it'd be pretty cool to see him eat it, right? <laughs> yes. You're going to need something to wash it down, though. You know, it's bizarre how some of these petitions will, for whatever reason, just catch fire and, you know, go viral and yeah. you know, get brought up in the news. Sure. And then some don't. They I, just I, I, go wonder, to I wonder why that is. I don't know. We're, you, we're, we're actually <laughs> looking at my petition. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> that I started back in, when, when did I start? When uh, did I this post is, this? It has 172 views. <laughs> but it's only got 15 supporters. Sure. <laughs> it only had 10 shares. <laughs> three years ago, it said, right? Yeah, three years ago. Wow. So Wow. My, my petition was uh, to drink the mystery liquid that was contained in an ancient Russian bottle that yeah. dated back to the time of Jesus. That's right, yes. We did that story on the show way long time ago. <laughs> yes. And Tiny was fired up. Got him a petition started, which I refused to sign, <laughs> and fifteen people have signed it. Yeah, we need uh, we need somebody to put it out into the uh, you know like this, and we <laughs> maybe it'll happen. I wonder whatever happened to that mystery liquid. I bet uh, yeah. Jeff Bezos drank it. <laughs> Here's your problem. It says it right here. Successful petition starters share their petition about twelve times. Oh well, you, I you only I'm... got ten shares. <laughs> Well, those aren't all me. Oh, okay. I think nine of them are me. <laughs> Look, oh, you miss it. Have you even looked at You've earned 625 free views for your petition. That's worth $25. Huh. They'll give you free advertising for uh, 24 hours, it looks like, if you want to take advantage of the promotion. <laughs> Just go on and enter their card info. I was about to say, say, I bet you anything I click promote my, <laughs> my petition, they're going to want my credit card. Oh, Absolutely. Your promotion will start. Oh, soon. Yeah. what if you don't remember entering your credit card like three years ago? <laughs> that card's probably been canceled by since then. <laughs> well, I hope your petition does well. And, uh, you know, and you get a lot of support for it. Now, speaking of support, we want to thank our sponsor, world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice, for all of their support. Check them out at CajunCurl.com, where you can order the spice right there on their website. I just want to say, that was an amazing segue. It really was. my part, really. Credit to me. (laughs) Way better than last week. (laughs) Or a couple days ago. (laughs) That's right. Which, that tattoo... Looks a lot better than I thought it would. <laughs> Just to be honest, looks a lot better than I thought it would. Uh, created on the Elm Bayou in Evangeline Parish, Louisiana, it's a seasoning that goes on everything. If you like cooking or eating, this is a spice for you. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice goes well with chicken, beef, pork, potatoes, the Mona Lisa, and anything else you can think of putting it on. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice will change your life. Trust me. I use it on everything at my house. On the website, CajunCurl.com, you can order the original Bayou Bun Spice, and you'll also find recipes that are absolutely mind-blowing. You can locate your nearest retailer or order your own. If your local grocer doesn't carry world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice, ask them to start stocking it now. 
Here locally, it's available at Bowles Fresh Market on Skyland Boulevard, South Finest Meats, the uh, Mark Smart in downtown Northport, and the Lurling Wallace Piggly Wiggly. All of their products are made in the USA, so not only do you enjoy the taste of Cajun Curl, but you also feel patriotic while you enjoy your meal. It's all natural, low salt, and it has a little kick to it, but it doesn't burn your lips. World-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice. Taste the spice, but not the heat. Check them out at CajunCurl.com and use our promo code EOP10 to get a 10% discount. Because we ask that you use the spice, but we don't ask you to pay full price. That's right. All right, John, you want to listen to some voicemails? Sure. we have any? It's super early in the week. We got some. Okay. All right. That's amazing. <laughs> our first voicemail comes from... <laughs> Uh, look at the AI <laughs> translation. Yes. And this, okay, this gives me hope yeah. that the robots won't take over. At least for at now. At least for now. <laughs> Hello, Joan in Chinese. <laughs> I do believe this is from Marquette. Yeah. Here we go. Hello, John and Chinese. This is Marquette again. Um, I decided that I'm no longer offended. I prayed about it, and I decided that I want to be wrong now. Tiny, you do have no beef, so it's going to be good there. Um, I wanted to wait in on the prostate exam. Because I think I've heard from the whole podcast about the oldest doctor still practicing. I think it was that podcast. And you were thinking like in his 80s or something. I hope it was your podcast anyway. There's the oldest living practitioner is in his 80s. And he's got arthritis and all these things. But he refuses to step down. I was kind of thinking in, in light of the prostate exam discussions. I mean, what, after a while, like, don't you lose feeling in your fingers? Like... There's got to be some other way to give a prostate exam that doesn't involve someone's hands. Because I feel like your hands, like, how reliable are your fingers? Like, and then what if you do have arthritis? This 80-year-old, I forget what he was practicing, but what if he had arthritis? Like, does he still, would he still be able to do these types of exams? It's very disturbing to think about, really. To think someone's finger is like what? Thank you, Mike. 
find it pretty funny. All right, see ya. How about acquaintances? Is that a safe term? Sure. To describe our relationship? Yes. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> I don't want to go way out on a limb and say she's a fan. No, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that yeah. might really set her off. And I know who Andy Stanley is. Okay, I, I actually don't. I know Charles Stanley. It's his son. Oh, it's his son. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if he's at a non-denominational church. He was definitely raised Baptist. So. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like most... Baptists these days, they just go non-denominational. <laughs> yes. But all of their churches have Baptist doctrine. Anyways. Well, but, that, that extra 10% that you're not giving to international yeah. missions, well, that you really helps Pretty cool out. light show, you know? Yeah. Yeah, pretty cool fog, fog machines. <laughs> yeah, all that good stuff. Yeah. Which we're by, just, we're by just the biding way, our time. <laughs> you, you may not know, we have a new president of the uh, SBC, you know, elected yesterday, right? I didn't know. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's from Mobile, Alabama. Nice. Yeah. All right. And so I think his first resolution is going to be uh, that God endorses all of the national championships Alabama claims. <laughs> <laughs> Even the 41, one that we do. Yeah. So all of those are now going to be legit in God's eyes. Also, I love practic- Impractical Yeah, jokers. me too. It's a funny show. All-time great show. Yes. yes. And uh, arthritis doctors, or doctors with arthritis uh, prostate exams. Yeah. Um, I don't know why <laughs> we don't have a better way well, to check prostates. You know, she was talking about your hands, but your hands are actually pretty amazing things when you think about it. You know? Especially the thumb, the opposable yeah. thumb. Yeah, no, that's... It's been huge for yeah, mankind. Been, been great for us. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful job by the designer there, right? That's okay. why we're building SeaWorld and dolphins are turning flips over <laughs> high wires. SeaWorld was canceled years ago, Tiny. Uh, so, you know, your hands are pretty good. You know, maybe that is why they are the best thing available. <laughs> the best what? Yeah. The best sensor. Yeah, is your hands. Is your hands. Which I don't really know because I've never had one done. Yeah. You know, have um, you ever I mean, anything recreationally, else? I have. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what all have you had up, up the old tailpipe? <laughs> More than we can talk about, okay? Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I feel like maybe the hand's the only way to get the right feel. You know, like, I don't know, maybe it's supposed to feel like a grape, and if it feels like a walnut, then you know you got a problem. Right. Something. You know? I don't know. And we, and a, a robot... It just can't. It, it ain't just, got that. It doesn't know the difference between a grape and a walnut. Yeah, well, we see what the robot does on her translation. <laughs> yeah, Do you want to trust that to a robot? That's if a it, sensitive area. If it has extremely narrow fingers, <laughs> yes. Have, have you seen the like robot that tries to give the baby a doll and like punches it or a doll, a baby a bottle, and, like punches it in the face? Just watch, Google it, and okay. then imagine that in, in your bottom area. I <laughs> gotcha. All right, and then we have also have a message from Nicole. All right. Hey, guys, it's Nicole. I did not have any more Starbucks window incidents. However, you did make me laugh out loud while I was trying to put my lip liner on. So that was interesting. Um, I'm just going to do a quick plug for the Patreon. For anyone who's not in the Patreon right now, you should join because... <laughs> the content is hilarious and it's really um for five bucks you can't get any better uh and to answer the question that you posed to the patrons in the extended show i'm gonna say the uh, mendocino national forest so y'all have a great day 
five. Okay. Very nice. <laughs> First of all, that's a felony because you're in a national forest. Well, now, okay. Uh, going by John Long's rules, it's only a felony if you get caught. Absolutely. Right? <laughs> See, I had a friend who got arrested with weed and Yellowstone. Oh, no. Yeah. And he had uh, like felony charges. He ended up getting pleaded down because it's <laughs> right. not Alabama. You know? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. So just so you know, yeah, don't mess up in a national forest <laughs> or a national park because they, that's all felonies there. I don't think they even consider misdemeanors. Uh, well, exciting. You yeah. know, if your husband was here, I would give him a high five. Yeah, absolutely. High five worthy. Yeah, definitely. Let's see. Was, I'd say we didn't have a blanket or anything when we when I was in the woods. <laughs> Not as romantic as you would think when you have like sticks <laughs> jabbing you in the knees and everything else. So yeah. <laughs> and uh to all the non patrons out there listening to this, <laughs> that was completely not prompted. Sure. But yeah. You know, you heard it from Nicole. Five yeah. bucks. No, yeah, right. <laughs> Nicole is uh Nicole's an awesome person anyway. Yes. But yeah, she's telling the truth. It gets if you think it's stupid now, <laughs> wait until you get into the Patreon. Yeah. Yes. Uh, all right. What did we say? We asked some questions. Oh, do we even have questions? I believe we have a couple if I can find my phone. Do you want me to text you? I thought I heard him curl ad. Oh, look, Tiny, it's over right there on that chair. Oh, duh. I said, I thought I heard it buzz earlier because I thought it was mine. Here it is. And now it's time for Ask John Questions About Stuff. Yeah, John, we actually do have some questions. Okay. So (laughs) let's get top to it. All right. Raytheon asks, will Hudson someday host Mars Oddity Podcast? I would like to think so. Yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> in a way, like I feel like Hudson's got a lot of his dad in him, and he won't do too much of what I do just mm-hmm. because he's got to be different. So, which right. is good, you know. Well, do you think he's the kind of guy who would go to Mars if he had a shot to be a yeah, Martian pioneer? Definitely. Yeah, probably. Okay. Yeah, I think his heart condition would rule him out. But yeah, mm-hmm. if he could, definitely. Now, Libby might go to Mars. Just because Libby will do anything. She was talking today about wanting to skydive, you know? Okay. Well, you got to be an adult, I guess, to do that because I'm not going to take you. No. Right. Russell says, go ask, John, have you heard of the Radioactive Boy Scout? The true story of one young man's journey to earn Eagle Scout by building a nuclear reactor in his backyard. I haven't heard of that. Really? No. I'm shocked because no. I have actually heard that story. Now, I know you you have to do an Eagle project. Mm-hmm. Now, normally it's a service project, and I guess a nuclear reactor <laughs> could be considered a you service. Don't, you don't like clean energy, John? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> You're going to provide energy to your block or whatever. Yeah. yeah. But no, I've never heard that before. I believe there was a story in Boy's Life on it. Okay. He was a he was a kid. He was like super into science and, and he decided to build a nuclear he, reactor. He built a nuclear reactor. Let me order some uranium real quick. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there was a whole write-up. Like at one point, he had to get he needed mercury for something. And he started going to like old clock shops because they used it in yeah. like the and he one day he found a clock, an old clock, and he opened it up, and there was like a vial of it in there. Yeah, he was yeah. just like, "Yes, now I can radio radiate the entire sure. neighborhood." Like most Boy Scouts, probably stole it. You know, <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
But uh, yeah, some exciting stuff. I'm gonna have to go find that. that yeah, was, I'll that look it interesting up. Story. That might be my reading before I go to bed tonight. I remember that they interviewed like his mom or somebody and said that sometimes it was in like this uh, storage building shed type yeah. of thing out behind his house. So sometimes he would come in, take off all his clothes, and go take a shower like immediately, huh. and like tell his mom not to wash his clothes that he's gonna do it himself. Okay, and uh, eventually, I guess some Geiger counter or something it. it Went out something somehow the EPA found out about okay. it. Okay, they like came in, they like shut down the whole block. All right, and he was once asked, and he said he didn't think he took more than five years off of his lifespan okay. doing what he did. Worth it, really? <laughs> yeah. You know, like the, the, when people are like, you know, you shouldn't smoke cigarettes or whatever because you're going to die early. I'm always like, well. But it's going to be like the years at the end, you know, <laughs> right? Like where you're wearing diapers and you, your family stuck you in a nursing home or whatever. So yeah. it doesn't matter. It's not like you're losing five good years in the middle of your life. Well, I mean, look, we're all playing the lottery as it is yeah, anyway. Absolutely. So. Right, no guarantees. <laughs> yeah. YOLO. Really? <laughs> yeah. Just ask the Hong Kong police department. Well, that's fascinating. I'm going to look it up, though. Uh, PaulPowers.com asks, these articles about people getting arrested because they hired an undercover detective to kill their husband or they used encrypted apps that were really run by the government isn't all that illegal to arrest them because of criminal entrapment. Otherwise, what's the difference between these examples and criminal entrapment? Okay, well, let me answer your question with a question. If a police officer poses as a prostitute and someone solicits them, that's still a crime, right? Mm-hmm. If a police officer sells you a kilo of cocaine undercover, of course, or or in uniform, who knows? Right. And you buy it thinking that you're buying legitimate, you know, drugs from a legitimate drug dealer, that's still a crime. The entrapment laws are not what everybody thinks they are. Right. That's like uh because the question is, well, then what is entrapment? Yeah. Because I know like I kind of have an idea about what entrapment is. That said, yeah, like I hear all the time about yeah. the cops getting something over on somebody, sure. but hey, we're willing to drop that. We're no, we don't really want you. We yeah. actually want you to roll over on this other yeah. guy. That's like you know, well, the, policing one hundred and one. The joke in like the fish parking lots and concert parking lots where all the hippies hang out is if I ask you if you're a cop, you have to tell me, right? Like you're legally <laughs> obligated, you know? You're not, by the way, yeah, just right. so everybody knows. I'm at the age now to where I look like a cop, you know, when I'm at <laughs> yes. a show. And so all the like weirdos stay away from me, which I kind of like now, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I don't think entrapment works like we all like it logically should. Right. I don't exactly understand ex- how it's supposed to work, but yeah, I think if the cops can make up some stuff and get you to do it, then they're going to bust you every time because mm-hmm. it makes their job easier. And the cops, I mean, as far as the whole, if I ask you, if you got to tell me, yeah. cops are allowed to lie. Absolutely. They are. Lie, yeah. lie, lie. Yeah. They're no, <laughs> they don't have no code of honesty, really, <laughs> yes. you know? Yeah. That's why you have the right to remain silent. Absolutely. Yeah. And you always should, by the way. So I guess to answer your question, we're not quite sure what criminal entrapment is. Yeah. But it sure seems like the cops do it a lot. uh, All the time. (laughs) Yeah. Nicole asks, how much would someone have to pay you to make a stuck video? Uh, $50. 50 bucks. Yeah. What would you get stuck in? 
Oh, I could get stuck in a lot. I'm in a weird shaped body anyways, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, I would probably try to get stuck in a coffee table. Okay, coffee table. Yeah. See, I'm thinking something like more scary, like uh, some kind of enclosed space or you, something. Have you ever hit your pinky toe on the coffee table? It's oh, yeah. very scary. Okay. <laughs> Extremely scary. Stan Wright asks, if you could have dinner with any serial killer you want, who would it be? I know you I mean, love having dinner with serial killers. Sure. It's always <laughs> fascinated me. Yeah. Um, I'm Probably Bundy. I, mean, I don't know a lot of serial killers, too, by the way. I, I'm I'm not in the, you know, I'm anti-killing right. and death and all that. But uh, probably Bundy. Bundy's he's a good like one. He's charming, like a, you know. A charismatic guy. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, we could probably have some good conversation. It wouldn't be Dahmer. Because <laughs> no, no. You, you might end up on the menu. end up on the menu. Or the whole time you'd be like, no, you sure this is steak? You know? <laughs> <laughs> You're not lying to me, are you, Jeffrey? I mentioned I mentioned this dude like last time, but I think probably Robert Kuklinski, the the Ice Man. Okay, yeah. Because, well, I, again, that's I'm, I'm not sure if he's really killer. a serial yeah. killer. I mean, technically, he fits the the definition though, yeah. right? I mean, three or more murders with a cool yeah. period in between. Although he was doing it for business, not right. for pleasure. Well, that's like our this podcast I listened to was about Billy Sunday Bird, who was in the Dixie Mafia, and he's the deadliest man in Georgia history and killed a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But he wasn't like a serial killer. He just killed people in for crime. Right. You know? It was business. Yeah, it was all business too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, he was a hired hit man or he'd kill people who mm-hmm. witnessed him doing stuff or whatever. But he wasn't I wouldn't consider him a serial right. killer. You got to do some weird stuff. <laughs> you got to do weird stuff. Yeah, there's got to be some weird stuff. Like, like there's got to be some masturbation or something <laughs> in there along the way to be a serial killer, right? Well, now, what about Israel Keys? Have you ever? I have no looked, idea. Dude, that guy. Look, we stand with Israel on this podcast, <laughs> not, okay? Not Israel Keys. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> yeah, you got to do some weird stuff. I'm not going to go into it, but I'm just going to like, Israel Keys was this guy who he enjoyed killing. And he finally got caught for like this one murder, but he was like, oh no, I've killed a bunch of times. <laughs> you guys have no idea. No idea. And he actually uh he he actually did kill himself. So he okay. wasn't prosecuted. And I think I think they got him with like three or four, but the like the FBI is like there is no telling how many wow. unsolved murders out there this dude committed because huh. he would uh he would actually put together kill kits and bury them. In places, and so huh. then, then when he wanted to kill somebody, he would like fly there, go dig up his kill kit, and then go do what he had to do, and then fly back. Wow! Because he had a job. Huh. If he needed money, because he, he he bought everything in cash, he would like rob a bank. But because he flew around so much, because he was never in stationary in one spot, he never got busted for all those bank robberies he did. Wow! And he only needed you know a couple thousand dollars right. to put together a kill kit. Huh? So interesting. He's. Scary dude. Israel Keys. Scary dude. Probably rather going to read about the uh, radioactive Eagle Scout <laughs> instead of him tonight before I go to sleep. That's our Bobo ask. If you could eat any serial killer you want, who would it be? Well, Dahmer, of course. <laughs> he says, right. for me, it would be anyone but Gacy because clowns taste funny. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good answer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like that one. If you want to ask John questions, you can head on over to our Discord server, link in the show notes, to the Ask John Questions About Stuff channel, and you can ask John questions, and we'll ask him on the show, and he'll answer them correctly. That's right. 
John, as this free show comes to a close, we need to pay tribute to our patrons. Sure. And by the tribute, we want to thank them. Yeah. We thank you all so much, each and every one of you. We would like to thank by name those who donate at the 10 or above tier. And those people are Mr. Daniel Hedrick, Mr. James White, Mr. Warsaw, Ms. Angela Pinto, Ms. Kara Wisco, Ms. Sherry Heron, Mr. Chris Payne, Mr. Derek Reeves, Mr. J.D. Westfall, Ms. Jane Updegraff, Ms. Jacqueline B., Ms. Sharon Craig, Mr. Thomas Williams, Mr. Todd Glover, Mr. Tyler Bond, and of course, Mr. Mike Wilcox, a.k.a. McWill. We thank you all so much for supporting what we do, for donating to the show, for sharing our links, yeah. and for telling your friends. Thank you all so, 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 so much for supporting what we do. Yeah, they're the best. If you would like to get that bonus content, you can head on over to patreon.com slash earthoddity. We have recommended several- by Nicole, by the way. <laughs> recommended yeah, by Nicole. That's right. <laughs> we have several tiers. The $10 tier will get your name on the end of the show. Yeah. But the $5 Can't tier. Can't beat that benefit. <laughs> that's what I say. Yes. Yeah. And $5 will get you a extended show every single week. And once a month, we'll get you an all-exclusive patrons-only podcast. That's, that's right. Patreon.com slash Earth Oddity. Extend your oddity. There we go. Speaking of extended shows, what we got coming up in the extension this week? I have a story about a surgery gone wrong. Okay. I have a story about a fast food staff getting arrested, not giving police free burgers. Okay. Well, there we go. <laughs> Sounds reasonable. Yeah. Uh, you got anything else before we end the free show? No, uh, just appreciate everybody listening and tuning in and uh, join the Patreon if you're not, because it gets pretty wild in there. <laughs> Especially the last few. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. You have been listening to Earth Oddity Podcast, and we thank you so much for listening to us, no matter where you get us, whether you get us from Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora now. Castbox, yeah. all those. We're on them all. Yeah. If you would like to email into the show, we are earthoddity at planetmail.net. If you would like to tweet at us, we are at underscore earthoddity on Twitter. We've got some show art. That is underscore earthoddity on Instagram. If you want to check that out, we have a Discord server. Link in the show notes yeah. if you want to join that. And we have a phone number that you can call or text. What's that phone number? 662 493 2059. That's 662-493-2059. We hope everyone out there has an excellent week. Earth Oddity for the Fringe Radio Network signing off. Love y'all. Bye. This has been a very odd production. Thanks for listening. All right, everybody. Welcome to the patron extension. And we've got a couple extra news stories, but what's this guy, Brian Singh? What's, what's, what's this guy's name? Brian Singh. What? Brian Sign? <laughs> Christopher Sign. Christopher Sign. My name. <laughs> My own first. We share the first name. I yes. can't even remember.